you actually find that some of your biggest supporters are the people that you just recently meet. Mm-hmm. So they're not the people that have been in your life Very for a long time. Yeah. So that's why I think it's so important to get around people. So Live a line like, is really where you need to be. A platform that's really made for folks like you and me. You can find it all no matter what you seek. Whether you calling or you listening, tune in every week. All right, just like that, we are back on another episode of Line for Line. I have Kenosha's finest in the building. I'll let this young man introduce himself to the world. Go ahead, sir. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Devin. I'm Mitch Ferraro. I'm super pumped to be here. I'm born and raised in Kenosha. Um, still live here now. Uh, went to Holy Rosary for elementary and St. Mark's for elementary school. Went to Washington Middle School, Bradford, Mary D. Bradford High School. Yes, sir. And um, uh, and then I actually I went up to Milwaukee to uh, UW-Milwaukee and graduated from there. Um, I have a degree in kinesiology, which is always funny because I don't use the degree whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but that is the study of human movement. Um at one point in time, my path was to try to become um, a physical therapist, mm-hmm. um, but ended up getting a job right out of college, uh, worked for a company called Quad Graphics. I know about Quad Graphics. You see their trucks all, yes, over, the, yes. all over the place. Yeah. yeah, so they actually one of the largest print manufacturers in the world. Um, they were uh, they print things like Sports Illustrated, Time Magazine, bigger catalogs. The Uline catalog mm-hmm. is uh, printed there. Uh, and then... Um, I was there for about six years. Uh, I did not feel like I was like doing life the right way. I was Mm -hmm. in the corporate world. It was, um, you know, I thought, you know, coming out of college is what I'd want to do is get a job and a family and all that. And um, I just didn't feel like I was doing what I want to do. It, really? it was like, yeah, it was like this, uh, you know, like w- what am I doing was the thing that I was like really kind of looking at. And mm-hmm. from there, um, uh, I actually quit that. I stumbled into real estate. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually saw a, a, a thing on LinkedIn for a, uh, a course uh, 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 that you could learn how to flip houses and wholesale and all that. So I went to a three-day seminar and they were very good at selling the program at that three-day <laughs> se- seminar. And uh, it was very funny. I still, I'll still i never forget um, the night that we actually decided to buy into the course. My wife, Nina and I, we were uh, talking and we were laughing and crying and trying to, you know, this was like a moment where we were trying to figure out like, what do we want to do with our life? And we had always heard about real estate and we've heard things like generational wealth (laughs) and we didn't really know any, anything, you know, I don't come from a real estate background. And um, so we ended up buying into the program and uh, fast forward uh, seven years later, my wife and I have a successful real estate investing business where we flipped probably close to a hundred homes um, and have probably done uh, hundred yeah hundreds of like transactions because uh, I'm also a licensed real estate agent as well. Nice. And um, the biggest thing uh, that this educational program actually taught us was about passive income and creating passive income through real estate. So um, buying properties that produce cash flow and then. Um, the big goal was always to become financially free, mm-hmm. uh, meaning to have our 
uh, monthly lifestyle paid for by passive income. And uh, at, we are just getting over that hump right now. So uh, ho- with how we have planned and, and done everything and executed everything, we are uh, looking at the spring of this coming next year of 2022. Uh, we're going to for sure be there. So uh, it's very exciting for us. I have two small children, or smaller, seven and 10, Rome and Stasha. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, my wife, Nina, uh, I've been married to her for 11 glorious years. And uh, she's also my business partner. She's like my... Um, She's my other half. And uh, yeah, and that's kind of like a, a, a long story short of, of who I am. Um, and now with that financial freedom that we're getting to, it's kind of like, what do I want to do? What do I want to be when I grow up type mm-hmm. of thing? And trying to really figure out what that looks like. So yeah, that's, that's kind of like a big goal for 2022 is going to be figuring that out. But also, um, it's been a roller coaster these past seven years, just trying to figure out, you know, being an entrepreneur and and uh, having my own business. And uh, f- you know, some days you're <laughs> you're like, "What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, why are why are I not? Why am I not having a full W two job, a full time job that I know that I'm getting paid every week? Um, and then there's other days where you just feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah, and that's usually uh, how it goes. Yeah, man. yeah. So, so that's that's me in a nutshell. Yes, sir. So I think a lot of people we want to take it back to the start. What was it like growing up for you? Because we see the the stature of a man you are now. Mm-hmm. So just tell us a little bit about how it was growing up for you to become the man that you are now. Yeah, that's a really good question. So. Um, you know, a tribute to my mom and dad, Jan and Carrie Ferraro. Um, you know, they they instilled a lot of big values in me. Um, you know, empathy was a big one. Um, you know, my mom always uh, making sure that you know I, you you don't know what someone else is going through. Um, so you really you know you only walk in your own shoes. You never walk in someone else's. So they uh, they instilled you know just a lot of you know hard work and. And uh, my dad, um, my grandpa owned a business in Kenosha for a long time called KR Services. It was a vending company. Um, I think that's where some of my entrepreneurial spirit comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, too, like I never, I, I, whenever I, I'm talking with people or if I see people like, like at a seminar or something like that, I'll ask people like, did you know you were going to be like an entrepreneur growing up? And people are like, oh yeah, I, I knew that for <laughs> sure. I never thought that for me. I I always felt I always had to play by by the book. <laughs> I, I I loved living inside the box. I was not someone that was very um, going outside the box and thinking outside the box. I I needed details. I needed the rules, and I and I wanted to follow them. And um, it wasn't until I met Nina uh, and Nina and I go all the way back to high school. Um, funny enough, she. She's two years older than me, and those that know me know the story that uh, <laughs> I I told her that I was going to marry her in high school. I oh, wow. knew Nina was like this woman that I was gonna gonna marry, and I always tried to date her. And she again, she was two years older. We had a lot of the same friends group, um, but she kind of didn't want anything to do with me in high school. And uh, funny enough, um, years down the road, we ended up connecting again once I when I was in college at and at UWM and. Um, yeah, so that's just kind of a funny story where we, you know, she she didn't want anything to do with me, and I knew I just knew I was going to marry her one day, and and you know, lo and behold, that's where we're at today. But kind of growing up, um, 
you know, it was always just, um, I was, I always wanted, I always like felt for people, you know, I always felt like, you know, if, if they, if they didn't have a good life or if, or if something was wrong, I always, I always had like this, I don't know if it's like a, a big heart or like, uh, it just felt for them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I get a lot of energy from other people. So, um, and it just, that was kind of something that's always kind of stuck with me. And I think to today with a lot of the stuff that I try to do now, like, especially when it comes to real estate, like I just try to pour my, the knowledge that I have out any way that I can, because it, it has changed my life. Um, it's allowed me to live a life of financial freedom. And, um, some people, you know, that, that word gets thrown out a lot, financial freedom. Um, and you know, just basically, uh, having your life paid for by passive income is to me what real financial freedom is so that you can go do what you want to do at any point in time with who you want. And, um, and money is, is not necessarily, it's still important, but, um, it's not a restraint Mm -hmm. on life. So, yeah. So now, um, you know, kind of taking those, those kind of values in life and trying to help people and care for people. I'm really trying to find like my way, uh, of what, how can I positively impact, um, my family, our community. Mm -hmm. Um, the community is very important to me right now, especially what has happened in Kenosha the past couple of years. Been in shambles. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just been, um, I've been trying to insert myself into the community just by meeting with people and being a part of events and going in engagements and just getting people to know who I am and trying to see where, where I might fit in best, where I can influence the most positively. So, um, I, I think that's going to be a big thing for me in 2022 is to figure out where do I fit in best within the community and how I can make the best impact. And I'm just right now I'm, I'm kind of doing that, um, that research and that work of networking and meeting with people and talking with them and getting to know them, letting them get to know me. And, uh, you know, because to me, stuff will come out of that by just meeting people and talking with people, putting our thoughts and our, and our, uh, ideas out into the universe and creating them and, and, uh, talking about them. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that will look like, and it's exciting because mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's also like, all right, we gotta, gotta get down to business here yes, and really get going. So, yeah. so for those listeners at home, Mitch is also a content creator as well too. He runs Kenosha.com. Is it safe to say you run it? I do not run it. Um, I'm just a content creator for uh-huh. Kenosha.com. Um, Kenosha.com is owned by Jim Gorley, who is a. It, funny enough, uh, he used to coach me in baseball when I was little. Nice. Him and uh, my myself and his son are the same age. And then, funny enough as well, the content director Jeffrey Zampanti, uh, he. Uh, is a part of the same real estate brokerage that I am. And uh, he was seeing some of the content that I was creating before. And I was doing a lot of real estate content. And just again, like I was saying, just kind of putting my knowledge out there and trying to help people if they wanted to get into real estate. And uh, he lives right behind my parents. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you know, and we just know each other. And one day he was like, Mitch, you know, I feel like, you know, when, when I listen to some of your content, I learn a lot. He was like, would you be interested in doing video for Kenosha.com? And I was like, sure, absolutely. So that's now just kind of become a platform. Um, 
to meet business owners and talk with them. And, um, you know, we're trying out some different things with Kenosha.com and just trying to uh, really get it, make things positive. And that's what I really like about Kenosha.com is it's this very positive uh, environment and not necessarily where you can't talk about hard things mm-hmm. and, and, and have those tough conversations, but let's, what, what are the actions? What are the positive actions we can do? What's what, how can we spin this in a positive light? So, um, yeah, so, so for Kenosha.com, I've been doing that for about a year and it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's actually helped me meet a lot of people, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, and which is kind of what I'm trying to do with life goals, you yeah. know, is trying to meet more people and just, um, figure out where I fit in best and create that positive impact. Yes. So I noticed you said you went to college for kinesiology. Yeah. How did that transfer into quad graphics? Cause I'm pretty sure you were a content creator there. Yeah. So, um, so for uh, quad, um, what happened was I, when I graduated from UWM, I had an internship at quad and quad has all of their own fitness centers okay. inside of their facilities. Okay. So I was actually a fitness director there, or not a director, but a fitness coordinator there um, as an intern. And while I was there interning, there was a program that I learned about within Quad Graphics called their Corporate Trainee Program. And their Corporate Trainee Program is basically a lot of, you know, 90% of people that come into that job are new college graduates. And they basically rotate through all of these different areas of the company and they travel the country in all the different areas. And you learn about the company by rotating through all the different departments. Mm-hmm. And then once you kind of find your best spot within the company, and typically it was like a customer facing role, whether it was like customer service or sales, you essentially graduated out of that trainee program into that department. Nice. So um, while I was doing the internship, I started meeting a lot of uh, peers that were young my age and they were telling me about this. And I was like, this is a really cool opportunity to kind of learn a lot of skills and learn from the company. And a lot of the corporate executives that are at Quad Graphics come from the corporate trainee program. So they kind of self-grow their their executives into. So I, at, the, at that time, I'm thinking, okay, cool. I could get a job. I could get paid. I could try to, you know, quote unquote, climb the corporate ladder. And that's what I thought I wanted to do. So when I graduated, I ended up applying for that position. I got it. And then, um, and then that's what transpired into kind of moving away from the kinesiology degree. And, um, I essentially uh, graduated into a sales role there where I was actually selling print products. So, um, you know, trying to get people to have us manufacture their magazines, their direct mail, their catalogs, all that stuff. So um, once I got into sales there, I realized that I wasn't doing what I felt like I wanted to do. I love being in front of people. I love talking with people, but I just didn't like the... The, I mean, the big corporate setting, I, I wasn't very fond of the, um, just the, the industry itself. It was the print industry. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, people, you know, I could see in like 20 years, people are like, what's print, you know, like it's a technology that is so kind of, um, outdated to say the least, but it was a great company to work for. It just didn't fit me mm-hmm. personally. So, um, so yeah, so then I, that's when we started learning about real estate and then about, 
it was it was interesting. About five months uh, getting into the real estate program, the training program that we bought into, um, I quit my job. I said, oh, I'm, wow. do- I'm doing this. Nina was working full time. We decided, we made the decision. We looked at all of our finances. We said, you know what? I think we can pull this off. You know, if we really want to do this, then let's go do it. So, and I, that was, um, that was May, 2015 that I left my full-time job and just kind of ran with the business. And Nina was helping as well with the business. And then uh, we got to a point that we were able to have Nina leave her full-time job in 2018. And we've been doing that ever since. And like I said, now, and a big thing for us right now that we're getting into, um, which is kind of like the hot, uh, real estate, um, what's the word, the hot, like, topic right now is Airbnb. So uh, we're buying properties that we can basically rent night to night. Um, And it's something like, you know, like right now we have uh, a cabin in Gatlinburg, Tennessee that we're doing that's performing very, very well. And um, it's just a really, really, it was like the next step from what we were doing in real estate before. So yes, sir. Yeah. Now get ready for your Instagram real moment. Okay. What would be that piece of advice that you would give to that young man or young woman who are, who feel like they're in a standstill at their job and they know that they have achievements out there that they want to go out there and get after. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the number one thing I'd have to say is just take action. You have to take action and, imperfect action is better than no action at all. And I think people can get scared because they don't have the confidence in themselves to go do something Mm -hmm. that they might feel is what they're supposed to be doing. And just go do it and take that leap of faith. You know, Nina and I always kind of mention nothing ever like really blows up. Okay. Like, like we're never, we're not the first people that ever go through a problem or the first one to take this step. And I think, um, just taking that action is, is very, very important. And also if you're wanting to do something that is different, you know, you're at a standstill at your job and you want to pivot or go a different direction or start something up, start getting around people that are doing those things that you want to do successful people that are doing those things, go meet with them. You know, that was one of the, probably the biggest investments that we made is when we got into that coaching program, which it was, a, it was pretty expensive to get into, mm-hmm. but we paid to get in. We, I remember we, you know, we put it on our credit card and we were like, Oh my God, this is a huge investment. And it's that, it's that next step that you're going to take to put some accountability to yourself to say, man, I spent this money to be around these people and to learn this content and to learn these things. Now let's go do it. So I would say take action, take imperfect action and know that you're going to fail and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And failing is a part of the process because it is all a process and you know, that's why it's so important to get around these people that have done it before and to be with them because they will tell you the same thing. They failed, they got back up, they moved forward and you can learn from them. You can learn a lot of things. So maybe you don't hit that roadblock or you don't hit that failure, but you're going to hit something else. Yes, and there's always going to be something that comes up and you you doing those things on your own, you're really going to learn how to get over those roadblocks, how to get over those humps. And you learn a lot about yourself. So take action, take imperfect action. And 
just believe in yourself because you can do it. Yes, you sir. absolutely can. And use your resources around you. Yeah. Now, I feel like you may have two Instagram real moments with this <laughs> next question. But what happens if we have like a guy like me who's, let's just say, a podcast, but people say, you're not going to make any money off that. That's a silly idea. Wow. Who, who's going to come on your podcast? Like, how, how, do, how do we avoid like the naysayers and things like that yeah. when we are so impressionable in our lives? You yeah. Know? Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good question. So one of the things that I learned getting into real estate and taking that, that imperfect app action and, and moving forward is you actually find that some of your biggest supporters are the people that you just recently meet. Mm-hmm. So they're not the people that have been in your life Very for a long time. Yeah. So that's why I think it's so important to get around people. So like for it, just let's use you as an example. I would be getting around other people that have done podcasts that are successful chatting. I mean, with technology today, you can be a part of so many different groups and forums and reaching out to them, talking with them, learning from them because they will be your biggest fans. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have your naysayers, and you have and you have people and they may be close to you you have to put up some boundaries and stick to them and i think that can be tough because it could be a close friend it could be a relative it could be uh, someone that's been a part of your life for a very long time i'm not saying that you have to x them out of your life i'm just saying that you have to you you have to be very aware of wh- who you're allowing into your head because once that stuff starts running around in your head that it's not going to happen, you're in big trouble because it all starts up here and it starts with the mentality. It starts with how you're thinking, how you're speaking to yourself. And if you're not your biggest fan, no one else is going to be. So I think again, for you or for anyone that's kind of like, man, I've got these people around my, in my life that are just, you know, they're negative. They're, they're not, they're not helping me. Then you have to go find some other friends. You have mm-hmm. to, and, and listen, there are, are so many, uh, you know, networking opportunities, places to go, people to meet. Um, you know, this world is so big and, if you're serious about doing something and you want to do it right, get around the people that have done it successfully because you got to be aware. Like there, I remember when I got into real estate and I started telling some people that we were going to, you know, build our rental portfolio and, you know, we were going to have passive income. You know how many stories you'd hear like, oh, I knew a guy that did this <laughs> the wrong way and he hated it and he had horrible tenants and had to evict them and they ruined his property. And I, I always just remember thinking to myself, well, they must have not have done it right mm-hmm. because there's millions of people that are doing it right and are making money off of it. And I want to be around those people. I don't want to be around these people that say they can't do it because it can be done. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's very successful podcasts all over the place. I'd be getting in front of those people as best <laughs> as I could and just learning from them and talking with them and getting them to know you. And, and uh, people are pretty generous with their knowledge when you know when you act like a human to them and just get to know them Mm -hmm. now as a fellow content creator what would you say has been the hardest part about keeping a steady flow with your content yeah that's a really good question um the hardest part is creating the content you know like actually finding things that people will either want to listen to or watch um making sure that that 
you're finding interesting people to chat with and talk with. That's one thing that I've liked so far is that with Kenosha.com, I'm I'm able to reach out to a lot of business owners and and talk with them about their business. And whether they're new in business or they've been around for a long time, it's very fun to talk with people because I'm learning a lot at the same time just about business in general, different industries, you know, what their mentality is like. So I think the hardest thing is just finding those people and then getting them uh, a moment to sit down and come talk with you. Um, because that can run out, but you just, that's why it's so important to get out and network, get in front of people and, and do that. What, what, what have you felt like has been like the hardest part of, of the create creating content? Ooh, well for me, um, it's different for me cause I, I'm not saying it to, that I'm bigger than anyone. I'm just different than everyone yeah. else where I do a lot of things on my own. So the biggest thing for me is finding time because obviously uh, if you record the episode, you have to edit it, mix yep. in the sounds as well too. But then with me moving at the volume that I move, yep. I'm doing three to four interviews a week as yep. well too. So people will say, oh, well, I want my interview to drop tomorrow. Yeah. Like, oh, well, there's a certain method how I use. I don't want to post sure. two to three times a week. I want to post once a week, let that episode build, and then post the next yep. one. But with me have operating at such a high volume, it's kind of hard to please everyone just when it comes to putting their episode out. Yeah. That, so I feel like time is just the biggest, the hardest thing for me. Oh, that's a really good one. Because when I think about just from a, a time perspective, um, and and trust me, you know, I, you know, we have talked about this before, just the editing side of, mm-hmm. of the content. <laughs> like that is, I give you a lot of kudos for that because, and thank God for the content that I create. It's like, if you screw up or just, we're just rolling with it, we're not editing anything, There's, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that, that time being a big factor is, and that, and, and again, you know, when I always thought about real estate and moving this back to real estate, time is always what I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, that has been the biggest thing that I, in my life, like my time is like my most valuable resource that I have because I can never get back that second that just passed. You know, I, I, I always remember from the seminar, the guy up on stage when, when we bought into the program, the training program for real estate, he said, I want everyone to answer me. What, what is, time and you know people that time is money time is money that's what everyone said and he goes you're all wrong time is everything mm. it is everything mm. because you can always get money back if you lose million dollars you can go get it somehow again you can never get your time back and i just remember being like my mind was just blown when he said that because I thought the same thing. I thought time was money and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's everything. And I've lived by that now for the past seven years since I've gotten into real estate where my time is my most important asset. Yes, yeah, sir. I think what you just said resonates with me so hard because obviously I've been battling that factor as well too. Obviously working full time and having a child as well too. There's times where I'm in a studio just crunching out episodes, crunching out episodes. And I'm like, I need to get home. Yep. That time, my daughter's not going to get that time back. If I'm here eight hours and only seeing her for one hour or yep. whatever the case may be, I need to slow down and make sure that I'm putting time everywhere as opposed to just this, you know, because obviously you still want to make sure you're maintaining your body, your your mental health as well. Yeah. There's times where I'm like, wow, I didn't go to the gym at all this yep. week. I've just been here with the chips and soda yeah. <laughs> doing episodes and it's like, 
I just I just have to make sure I find balance. Yeah. And as a content creator, I think that's the best blessing that you'll get is finding balance with everything that you have going on as well, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, finding, especially with the family, like I said, you know, having a, a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old, which they're at great ages right now because you can start doing more things with with them and they're a little more active. Uh, one thing that I've just recently implemented is um, on Mondays, every Monday is I get an hour and a half where I go do something with Stasha. And every Tuesday, I take an hour and a half where I go do something with Rome. And that has been uh, a pretty big game changer because it's like this one-on-one time with them that where it's not like our whole family, it's not like with Nina as well. It's like they get their time just with their dad. Mm -hmm. And um, that has been, that was really important to me. Again, all of this stuff with real estate and passive income and financial freedom, like it's, this is what I wanted. This is why I got into it was so that I could have the time to do what I want. Like this next year, I'm going to have the time to see where can I really make the biggest impact. I really want to do that. And I'm going to have the time to go and do that. So I think being and balancing all that, like I agree, making sure you get to the gym, you know, I do, I, I read and I meditate every day, you know, all these different things that you kind of have to make sure that you're keeping it all together, but it's very tough, you know, like it's, there's, there's not enough time in the day, it seems like, but, um, and especially too, working a full-time job on top of it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's insane. Yeah. it's, It's just all about how you place your time. Like we were just talking about, and I feel like that could be a gift and a curse, like when it comes to content creating, because obviously you're either going to get bigger or you're going to stay at the same pace. But if you get bigger time, yes. it's like, oh my gosh, now I'm getting bigger. I have so many more tasks. So it's like now more time has to go into this as opposed to more time yep. with the family as well. And that's why I say it could be a gift and a curse. You calling or you listening, tune in every week. Lifeline. Oh yeah, I'm going lifeline.